0: Welcome to Dental Dilemmas, a dental ethics podcast, brought to you by the American Dental Association's Council on Ethics, Bylaws, and Judicial Affairs, a.k.a. Sebja. I'm your host, Earl Sewell. Using the ADA Code of Ethics and Professional Conduct, we will analyze one of the council's famous ethical moment articles. Listen as we discuss real-life dental ethical situations and reveal the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth. On this week's episode, I'll be interviewing Dr. Michael Hallis and his article titled Patients Before Patients. Today, we have a very distinguished guest, Dr. Michael Hallis, a practicing dentist and the former chair of the American Dental Association's Council on Ethics, Bylaws, and judicial affairs, Doctor Hallis. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. It's glad to have you here. Now, I know that you—I've known you for a number of years—and so I know that there, uh, there's more to you than just being the chair of the council on ethics. Although that's what we're here to talk about. But if there's anything else you would like to share with us, please share.
1: Well, sure. Um, let's see. So I'm a practicing dentist. In I'm um, a general practitioner in Kettering, Ohio, which is a suburb of Dayton. I am a graduate of the Ohio State University College of Dentistry. Go Bucks. Um I'm married, got three kids that are almost all graduated from college as well. And um, I just love being a dentist.
0: And I see that you had to make that distinction of the <laughs> of Ohio State. Yeah, and, real quickly, It's kind is-
1: of a long... I was going to say, it's kind of a long story how that happened, but we don't need to get into that, but uh, we, can, we can blame another school in Ohio for, for causing us to do that. So,
0: Okay, okay. We will leave, we will leave it at that. <laughs> uh, we're going to do some quick, uh, some quick questions here, but, uh, and then we're going to jump into exactly why we are here. So my first question for you is, why did you select dentistry as a career path?
1: Uh well it's pretty simple it's because I can't play the blues like BB King and shred like Stevie Ray Vaughan <laughs> so I had to do something else Um you know I I've always been fairly good with my hands I knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare field um I I I like the freedom that dentistry affords as far as uh, I can be my own boss I can set my own hours that type of thing and it it just seemed like a like a really good fit
0: Okay, so so that's a great, great reason, and with that being said, that's going to lead us into our next question is, what advice would you give to dental students?
1: You know, the hot topic today is the fact that these students are graduating with a lot of debt, and um, it, it's true, they they really are, but what's important is that it's really easy for these young kids to get blinded by the money, especially with all that debt, Um the most important piece of advice I can give is 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 don't let the money guide you. Treat mm. treat the patient nice nicely. Treat the patient, you know, do the right thing for them. Do good dentistry, and you'll be successful. Uh, the you know the the financial rewards will follow if you do the right thing.
0: That's a very good point to you know bring up. Um, you know, don't let the money guide you. And I think that leads into, you know, part of our conversation today, which is, you know, about being uh, an ethical dentist uh, overall. And so what mm-hmm. does that mean to you, being an ethical dentist? What does it mean to you?
1: You know, it's, it's pretty simple. It, it's kind of like the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would want, you know, done unto you. And, that, and that's the way that I approach dentistry is um, I treat patients like their family, I treat patients the way that I would want to be treated, um, and it's it's again back to what I said before. It's it's all about doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you know sometimes you know especially when we're dealing with the subject of ethics, sometimes you know it's you know doing the right thing may look a little different. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. There's there's certainly different opinions on the matter, and. Um, And that's kind of what makes the whole world great is everybody's allowed to have their opinion. And um, sometimes there isn't a right or a wrong answer to some of these ethical questions.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing that we have to, you know, keep in mind. And you have to, um, you know, figure out what is going to be best and a win-win for everyone when you're dealing with ethical issues. And, you know, speaking of ethical issues, a, a particular situation that may come up, more often than not for the practicing dentist is sometimes you have an emergency situation where a patient comes to see you from another practitioner on an emergency basis. Can you describe what normally occurs when this happens?
1: Sure. So what, what we do in my practice, of course, is um, uh, we will get the patient in, we will see what the emergency is, and basically treat the emergency. My goal is, if the patient is in pain, to get them out of pain. If there is something that needs to be treated, um, I will treat the emergency itself and then try to make sure they get back to their referring dentist.
0: Earlier, you published an article in the Journal of the American Dental Association that was dealing with this particular subject. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Well, sure. Um, basically what had happened was a, um, a dentist up the, you know, not too far from me. Um, we often cover for each other when we're on vacation or out of the office. And a patient came to me who had a dental emergency and, um, we treated the emergency, but they wanted to stay in my practice. They wanted to become a patient of record. Um, when I tried to refer them back to their own, you know, family dentist for follow-up.
0: And so, so that, was, that was the ethical situation that you found yourself in, whereas you had the position of the patient wanted to leave the other practice and come with you. But, you know, as our code of ethics says that when you're treating a patient on an emergency basis, you're ethically obligated, right, to return the patient to their uh, original dentist. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, and, and that's spelled out fairly plainly in one of the opinions um, in our code of ethics. Um, that yes, you you treat the patient, treat the emergency, and try to get them back to their to their regular dentist.
0: Now, you alluded to earlier that you had a situation based on the article that you wrote that you had a patient that saw you on an emergency basis, and they eventually wanted you to take. Um, to take care of them overall. Can you tell us a little bit more about your process with dealing with that and, you know, what's the ethical thing to do? Because it sounds like it was a rather unique situation because you did have the relationship with the primary dentist and, uh, you know, you this other patient or this patient came to you wanting you to take over their overall care.
1: Sure. So I, I guess the, the first thing was the fact that, they, you know, the code of ethics tells us um, that we are supposed to send the patient back to the referring dentist, and this patient did not want to go back there. They, you know, I tried to simply explain to them that, you know, my job was to get them out of pain, um, treat the emergency, and then get them back. And they were pretty adamant about staying in my practice for a variety of reasons, Um and it, it just created a little bit of uncomfortableness, too, because not only am mm. I bound by the code of ethics, but I'm, I'm friends with the referring dentist. Um, right. So, so we had that extra layer going on as well. Um, quite frankly, we went back and forth a couple of times, the patient and I, and then my office manager and I, um, to try to get this patient back to the referring dentist, you know, to, to do the right thing. And it, 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 it got a little sticky there, uh, quite frankly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, and sometimes these situations, they do. But again, you know, your primary driver of your overall uh, purpose is to do the right thing, do the ethical thing. And again, to do what's right and do what's best and a win-win situation for everyone involved. Would this be different, for example, if you were in a rule setting? where there's maybe only one dentist or you know even fewer than that because sometimes in a more urban or you know big city you know there there are more you know places to go but again when you're in a rural setting how does the how does the how does that change the ethics of it or does it change it at all
1: you know that's a really good question and and i don't it doesn't really change the ethics of it per se i guess the the question is still to try to get to to try to get the patient back to their original dentist, but the thing that does complicate it um, even further, which I, I didn't quite touch on yet, was, you know, patient autonomy, where they they have a right to pick who they want doing the treatment. Um, in a rural setting, it might be a little bit easier to make the ethical decision because if the next dentist is 60 miles away um, and the patient doesn't want to drive that far, I, I fully understand that. Um, you know, in my case, when you've got the referring dentist very, very close, um, you know, it kind of takes that part out of play. So that, you know, the code of ethics creates almost an ethical dilemma in and of itself, again, because the patient has the right to choose who does their treatment. Yet at the same time, the code of ethics directs us to send the patient back to the referring dentist.
0: Dr. Hallis, is there anything additional about this particular subject that you would like to add?
1: You know, again, not, not specifically. I, again, it's, it's, it's about the bottom line anytime you deal with these ethical issues is you've got to do the right thing. You've got to do what is in the best interest of the patient. Um, at the end of the day, sometimes you can't control what the patient is going to do. In this particular case, um, the patient did decide to leave the other practice and became a patient of record, uh, in, in my office. I wasn't terribly comfortable with it at first because of some of the reasons we talked about. Um, and then again, at the end of the day, um, the, the patient, you know, patient autonomy still has to guide what we do as well.
0: Right, right. And just as a quick aside, tell the truth, they went to the Ohio State, right? <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, You know, they come into my office, we're decorated in scarlet and gray, and they immediately fall in love with
0: me. Well, Dr. Hanlis, we have come to the end of this episode. I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about ethics and the importance of it in dentistry. Thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Thank you, Earl. It was my pleasure, and uh, this was a lot of fun.
0: This episode of the podcast discussed two sections of the ADA Principles of Ethics and Code of Professional Conduct. Those sections are as follows. Section 4B, Emergency Service. Dentists shall be obliged to make reasonable arrangements for the emergency care of their patients of record. Dentists shall be obliged, when consulted in an emergency by patients not of record, to make reasonable arrangements for emergency care. If treatment is provided, the dentist, upon completion of treatment, is obliged to return the patient to his or her regular dentist, unless the patient expressly reveals a different preference. The second area of discussion is Section 1 the principle of patient autonomy, self-governance. The dentist has the duty to respect the patient's rights to self-determination and confidentiality. This principle expresses the concept that professionals have a duty to treat the patient according to the patient's desires within the bounds of accepted treatment and to protect the patient's confidentiality. Under this principle, The dentist's primary obligations include involving patients in treatment decisions in a meaningful way, with due consideration being given to the patient's needs, desires, and abilities, and safeguarding the patient's privacy.